Welcome to Unbroken Jars. I'm Doug. And I'm Randy. And this is a podcast where we explore individuals' real-life stories and real faith. For the next few episodes, we will get into the idea of our interest turned to mission. You're listening to Unbroken Jars, Episode 2, T-Shirts Change Our Community. The light of Jesus shines through the darkness, and we carry this light in unbroken jars of clay. We have a life and a story about our faith journey, but we're not struck down, we're not destroyed. Our stories shine the light on Jesus and his power. Our faith walk has forever been shaped by the life of one man, that is Jesus. Jesus continues to use real life stories of those around us to mold us. We will dive into this world by investigating, interviewing, and walking alongside real people who share their stories. Their faith stories of struggle, sin, joy, and victory, and how God is leading them will help shape your faith journey in Unbroken Jars of Clay. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at lives of men and women who are intentionally allowing their everyday lives, occupations, and hobbies to intersect with their faith. We thought it would be good to bring in John Fowler, Huntsville's own local t-shirt celebrity. So welcome, John. Hey, how's everybody doing? Doing good. So Surviving. just at the beginning here, let's go ahead and put a clarifier here. If you're listening to this and think, oh, yeah, I remember watching this on TV. Uh, <laughs> we didn't get that audio, so you're not yeah. listening to what you saw. So if you want to hear what you saw, you got to go watch what was on TV. And if I and if I said something like that contradicts what I said in the other one, then please don't call me out on social media. So. <laughs> and don't, Paul don't Darwin actually – uh, Paul Darwin thought we were live last night and like started calling me and texting me, trying to like see if it would interrupt me while while we were doing it. And I was like, man, it, <laughs> it's like we definitely were not live. <laughs> so That's thanks, funny. Paul. Yeah. Maybe we ought to begin by like we got share how we both know Jonathan already. Um, I'll start. Uh, my connection with Jonathan is that uh, I, I've been blessed to be his dad for over 39 years of his life, his entire life. So if you want any juicy stories about uh, John uh, growing up, just see me or his mom. But then again, he also has a few on me as well. So maybe we'll just leave it at that. A lot of juicy stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my relationship is long with John. They moved to Dothan. Um, and he was this little, uh, I kind of said this before, this little redheaded kid that bebopped around there that just came with Randy. Randy was a youth minister. And uh, you kind of knew him as the... Uh, the uh, the diabetic kid, and, and realistically, you know, I, and I thought about this after our first conversation going through this. Is I don't think I knew what diabetes was before you. So, yeah. I'm like you, an ambassador for type one diabetics in like '88 in Dothan. <laughs> I don't think anybody did. I think I, at one point I was the only diabetic. Like, for, and I mean, it was it kind of came in handy. That's why I like 
I mean, you would want to eat by me, you know, like people actually wanted to hang out with me because they got to like eat food because they knew that I couldn't eat it. They're like, oh, I'll take those. Eight. Oh, yeah. They, oh, you yeah. would count out the French fries. You're like one, two. My mom was like, you only have 10 fries. And when I like yeah. got older and found out that like I could have 40, I was going to shoot up some insulin. I was like, mom, man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I ate a lot <laughs> She's of fries. One over me. Yeah, you did. I got, I got a lot bigger thanks to you. But, yeah. you know, our, our past continued to, to merge at times with, at college, a little a little mm-hmm. bit of time in college, we had crossover there, and then kind of Huntsville brought us together in adulthood. And, yeah. you know, we I said this the first time, too, but I feel like, and maybe it's just growing up, but I feel like our relationship sort of changed and galvanized maybe a little bit more, and um, especially in some of the deeper conversations that we did get to mm-hmm. have. Um, but... So over that time and now, even now, our, our paths are kind of merging again just with with uh, the ventures in life and church and faith and work that we're, we're doing together. But, uh, again, that's kind of my connection with John. And um, I, we know you, John, but maybe for the sake of those who are listening who may not know you, why don't you share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, well, I am uh, still have diabetes. I'm still redhead. <laughs> Now I have a red beard. So, uh, no, but I'm, uh, yeah, I was born in, you know, born in Huntsville, um, to Randy and Rhonda and, uh, have a sister named Rebecca Fowler and she's married and lives in South Carolina, um, to Scott Burton. And they have a little son named Hayes and I love that little guy. Just bought him a drum set not too long ago to make my sister mad. And then she bought my little girl's bras. So (laughs) to to make me mad. Now I've got two little toddlers walking around with bras on. Um, But uh, I'm also married to um, another redhead. Uh, We're trying to keep the ginger nation alive. Um, But her name is Kaylee Goodman Fowler. Uh, She was from here in Huntsville also. Uh, I've got two daughters. I have Cecilia. We call Cece. She's six. And then Lucy. She's four. They're both crazy personalities, um, like sweet. It's like yin and yang, basically, right now. Um, but I love them to death. And it's it, it's kind of like me and Kaylee. You know, we're kind of yin and yang too. And so that's what makes us a good a good mix. Uh, we also have a a dog named Frank that we adopted. So um, he's uh, he's he took a big old slam a couple of days ago in our in our. Uh, laundry room so that was that's that's what we're living with now so we go from kids taking slams and now we got a dog that's taking slams so um but uh, dogs once you had kids i thought we did too um but then you have girls that think that i I always say my quote now is like they say get a dog anytime he does something i look at kaylee i always say they say get a dog um but yeah so i lived you know uh born in huntsville lived in dothan um went to lipscomb went to Auburn for a little bit uh, as an Alabama fan and then uh, ended up at Alabama A&M and finished up school there. So uh, that's, a, that's a little bit about me. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you and Kaylee do in the occupation world, in the world for which you have to make money. Yeah. yeah. You're sitting right now. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if, if, if you're listening to the podcast, it's like this huge light coming in. It looks like I'm already like, albino like powder you know that movie powder and like this light coming through i feel like the good lord's about to take me away you know um really pale but anyway i work uh i work full-time at the credit union um redstone federal credit union been here for like 
12 years. Um, I love the team I'm on. I love uh, just help. I get to help people. I'm in community relations department, so I get to, um, you know, the credit union motto is people helping people. And so I get to do that um, with the, you know, business. And, and I think it's just, it's awesome. It's taken me a while to get here. Uh, my wife, Kaylee, is a, uh, a nurse. She's been at UAB. She finished up there in nursing school. She's got her master's down there too. Um, and she's a nurse director now uh, for car- cardiology at Huntsville Hospital. Um, and then she has to, you know, she's she's just amazing. She has to deal with and help others at the hospital, um, works with techs, nurses, their families, doctors, um, comes home, have to deal with, with my tail and these two girls too. So, um, she's just, she's awesome. She's a light to me. So, and, and John, we know you have, you have another job, um, or small business called Bow Wow. What, what, maybe explain or talk a little bit about what Bow Wow is exactly. For sure. Uh, it's a little embarrassing, but, uh, yeah, yes, Bow Wow Designs. It's an apparel company. Um, we celebrate local um, and state um, people, pace, places, and things. That's kind of the best way to do it. Say it. Um, our motto, and I told you the credit union's motto. Our motto at the uh, at Fow Wow Designs is uh, bringing freshness uh, to shirtless souls. So, um, you know, y'all are in the soul game. I am too. I'm just trying to clothe them. You know, just trying to put some shirts on them so they can uh, they can learn about Jesus a little bit too. So. Um, but yeah, I've always, you know, I've, I've had this, I've been doing this for, I guess, since 2010, 11, somewhere around there. Um, kind of like not as a business, as an LLC until around, I think, 2013, we formed an LLC um, with some other business partners. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about, I guess, Fow Wow. So did I, so, did I answer your question there? <laughs> yeah. I think so. It's weird doing this twice. I feel like I'm like, did I already say this? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I kind of wondered as we were going through this, I was like, this is going to be really short, isn't it? <laughs> I can I, tell I, you I more about Fow Wow. Knowing you, we'll, we'll get you in that right direction where you'll, you'll hit that strong point here in a minute. And you'll, yeah. you'll take off. But uh, you said uh, at the beginning of this, and you said it, this is a little em- embarrassing. You, yeah. You said that just a minute ago. I don't know if you heard yeah. that. Or, or realize you say that, but, um, <laughs> yeah. What about it's embarrassing? Well, what you know, mean? like I think that um, so we just sat down. We're looking at a storefront now, which is just crazy to think about. That we're, you know, we have like twenty something stores in Alabama right now that carries our product. We we deal directly with retail partners. We don't have a storefront, so we're looking at having a storefront. It's a bit terrifying, but. I just remember like in this meeting a couple nights ago, um, they just looked at me like, what do you, what do you want out of this? Like, what do you want? What do you, where do you see Fow Wow going? And I was like, you know, I just never, I never thought it would get to this point and I don't want people and the name's Fow Wow. So I'm like, I don't want people to think, look at this guy that thinks he's, has a shirt company with his name, you know, and just kind of (laughs) lame. But uh, it's, I guess I'm just a little embarrassed. Like it's one of those things where I like to, I love seeing people, wearing wearing it and buying it and it's just really cool but i don't like all the attention on me for it if that makes any sense i like it to be back on the people and um it's that purchased it you know a lot of times people are like is it is it cool to see somebody wearing it do you say stuff to them and i'm like i 
you know, a lot of times I never say that I made those shirts, you know, but I like to go up and just be like, Hey, I like that shirt. And then most of the times they're like, you know, tell me where they got it from. <laughs> so yeah, you can buy one of these such and such, you know? So, uh, and I like that. I like not, I like, thanks, man. yeah. Thanks. Now people are kind of, you know, they're kind of noticing that, you know, cause right now I am the, I guess I am the kind of the, the creative brain of it right now. And, uh, um, and that's, it's fun. It's just, I guess it is a little embarrassing though, just cause it's, it's not all about me and that's not how I am, you know, like I'm a team guy and we have a great team. Um, uh, y'all are a great team, you know, just, I, I, we talk about community and I just want to be part of the community and bring people smiles and, and I guess going back to the question where they said, what do you want out of this company? Um, it took me a while to really get to where I was at. Um, and I, I've always, my quotes always been, um, I just want to make some cool shirts. That's my, that's always been my, you know, my, my, my saying that Bill always brings up. He's Bill Nyland that helped me, helped me with the business. And he's kind of sees the, um, the business side of it and how to, how to grow it. And he's like, well, what do you see out of this? Like, what do you want to do with it? And I'm like, I just want to make cool shirts, make people smile, you know, like, and, and I think we were doing that, you know, a little bit. Yeah. And I can talk more about foul wire in a little bit too, if you want. So well, I, I'm I getting in the rhythm. One of the things, one of the things I appreciate about you, and, and and I guess it would be good. I can kind of see you as, as we look through this, but to tell you this in person, I appreciate your humil humility in that. I appreciate that you just want to do something good that brings joy to somebody else, and 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 that it's not because it, it is easy. It is easy to kind of turn things back and feel that pride, and um, but but. I mean, I appreciate that you, your humility in that. Tell us a little bit about how Foul Wow started and how that, you know, where yeah. that came from. and For sure. So um, so right now I'm looking I'm at Post-its right here, right? And I can say that it, this started uh, with on Post-it notes. I was at a job before I got to the credit union, um, and I just – I just wasn't liking it. I wasn't helping people. I was putting them kind of in binds, but it was a job. And you know what? That job helped me get the job I have now. You know, a lot of times in life we have, we feel stuck and, uh, and just kind of going through the motions in that time frame. And it may be a year, it may be six years, but we don't I always say our lives are like books, right? And you, you have different chapters. And a lot of times you don't know what the full book's going to be, but there's a re you know, God does, um, if you let him in and let him, you know, write some of the pages. Um, so, uh, I was in this job, not loving it. Uh, and I was type one diabetic and I love puns and I love t-shirts. I've always loved t-shirts, you know, dead. Um, I love thrift stores, uh, going to thrift stores and finding those shirts, um, that no one else had. And a lot of times, uh, without even trying to be like that, that's just what I had to do. Cause dead was a, you know, minister and didn't you know he's doing well now you know like but you know, i think he is i don't know he's, what's that i said you're saying your dad's a cheapskate yeah well kind of yeah 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 he was for sure um i mean still is we went to disney not too long ago and uh like he the first time we went to disney we've been a few times now he's, start, he's starting to let some let it flow you know because he's gotten me <laughs> off his tab but uh that's grandbabies though that's yeah. true yeah well me and, me and me and Becca went one year and uh, 
I'll get back to your answer. But me and Becca went one year and, and we, he was like trying to save some money. He's like, we're going to eat once a day, like, right. And we're going to eat big once a day. And so like me and Becca were like, like, we were like, what do we, how, how are we doing this? You know, we're on this meal plan, but you can only eat once a day <laughs> and we're adults, you know, it's not like we're like little kids or like, you know, like a pet parrot or something. And so like we were, we went to this, this buffet breakfast and we're like, this is eight o'clock. Man, we got a whole day ahead of us. We're about to be walking around this whole park. You know, we don't, we're not those people in rascals. So like we're, we're going to be working, working up a sweat. And so, uh, so Becca and I brought like Ziplocs and we were putting like eggs and chicken fingers in these Ziplocs. We knew we were in like later, later on that night around nine 30, I was just eating chicken nuggets from eight o'clock that morning. <laughs> so anyway, um, how, how long, how far yeah, I got started. So, yeah, how well. yes. Uh, so, uh, I was, I was at a job and love, you know, love puns and I'm a diabetic and it's one of those things. It's kind of funny, but it's one of those things where I've met a lot of kids that were diabetic and they, um, they just look at it as like, you know, it just it is a, somewhat of a disability and there's a lot of other worse things, you know, but it's one of those things where I wanted to kind of make fun of it, but bring light to it and make people feel like they're part of that diabetic community. Um, and so I came up with these diabetic pun shirts and, uh, one of them was like an insulin bottle, uh, with a piece of bread and I had them dressed up like run DMC and they were break dancing and it said breaking it down. Cause like insulin breaks down carbs, you know? And then I had one that was, uh, you know, uh, a pancreas that looked kind of homeless and it had a sign that said won't work with food. Um, and then <laughs> my, my famous one was, uh, that I'm still going to do, I think at some point is an insulin pump and the insulin pump has like a little wire reservoir thing that comes out. It's about, you know, two foot long almost. Uh, and it, I was going to let that spell out pumping ain't easy because, uh, pumping ain't easy. So I got it. I wear insulin pump. And, um, so I started thinking about that from a business perspective and was like, well, I'd buy one. My parents might buy one and it would probably end there. <laughs> and so, uh, so I also around the same time was on the post. It started, I, I love our state kind of the same thing with diabetes. People weren't proud of our, our state. People weren't proud of Huntsville at this time when I was doing this. It's just, it's one of those things where people made fun of it. Um, and, and so I was like, you know, like what if we kind of made, fun of it too as as being from here and and showed some love to like, there's a lot of good and bad every every place you know and so i uh started writing down alabama puns um and then also huntsville ones so i um had a little bit of extra money in my savings i was on the way back to me and me and kaylee took, took a trip to Asheville, north carolina and uh while i was there i noticed that um that they had all these small shops and it wasn't a lot of like franchises, which nothing wrong with franchises, but I love like entrepreneurs and local businesses yeah. and supporting those local. Pop. Yeah. Mom and pop stores. Yeah. And, uh, there was a ton of those there and they all were working together. Um, there would be like a bake shop right next to like an old soda shop, you know, where they did sodas, um, kind of like the pharmacy in Nashville, you know, they have places like that next to a leather shop and they all work together and they all, had this, I remember seeing stickers and I bought one and it said, uh, love local buy Asheville or something like that. Buy small yeah. shop small. Um, and we weren't really 
now you see that a little bit, but that wasn't going on in um, Huntsville at the time. And on the way back, I was, you know, I'd been wanting to do shirts. I knew the pancreas and broke pancreas ones would not work too well. <laughs> and so I was like, well, you know, I had these Alabama ones and I kept telling Kelly, I was like, man, I really want to do some shirts, you know? And so, uh, I was looking at that sticker and I saw local and at the end of it is AL. And I was like, man, that's, you know, our state like hyphenation. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but, uh, <laughs> I was like, what if I put LOC and then had the state where it was like, that was it, you know, then I thought about saying support local, like all the local businesses. Um, right. and at that point you couldn't find now there's shirts like that. Um, you know, there's stickers or signs, people weren't doing that. Alexander Shannara does it too, you know, like now, but back then Alexander Shannara didn't even have a billboard, you know? Um, what? and so I know this is, a, this is way back. So, uh, so anyway, um, I had, I decided to do, use some of my savings account money to do a shirt that said support local. Um, and then I also was like, well, I should come up with a Huntsville one too. And so I came up with what I call the most astronaut and it was an astronaut head, um, with the huge mustache and these sunglasses and the sunglasses just said Huntsville. And, um, again, couldn't find Huntsville shirts. Um, yeah. you know, it was kind of an, it's one of those things where same thing with Alabama, you could find a few, but not too many, you know, and especially in Huntsville, you couldn't find any. Um, so I bought some shirts, went to a few local shops, went to a couple like art markets and they sold pretty well. People liked them. Um, and then it just, uh, around that time we had baby number one. And so I was like, well, dang, you know, I probably need to like, I got to step back on these shirts. I got to have these diapers now entered my life. Um, you know, back to poop, there's more poop stories. Could so, uh, what's that? I could have been doing diapers. You know, yeah. Like, well, I did do some onesies. Soft, soft diapers are cool, right? Yeah, you're right. They're kind of pricey too. Yeah, but you can use Walmart bags just to reuse them, cut some legs in them, and then like the, <laughs> it's kind of like a what do you call those leader hosens? We tried that for a while. <laughs> um, leader hosen. Yeah, That's, that needs to be out there if it's not. I know, I know. So, uh, sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine, man. I'm talking your ears off. Uh, so, I did that. Had a you know, um, we had. Cecilia, um, everything was going well and I was still kind of, people were asking about shirts and, you know, I, I, I was like, okay, I'll do a, maybe another Huntsville one. And me and Kaylee, I took her on a, a really nice romantic date to do some screen printing. Uh, uh, it was like a date night for a local screen printing shop. And, uh, I came up with a Huntsville design where it was like a unicorn. And then the horn on the unicorn was a Saturn five and, uh, and the Saturn five's blast off was like, it's beautiful locks you know behind it and uh and i put keep huntsville magical um and so i did the shirt i got to make four of them at the screen printing um date night and uh and and kelly actually did a montesano one that i came up with i was like you should do this one <laughs> so i did like the colorado license plate and it said montesano and so uh so i did two shirts that night i got to make eight of them and the people that were there were like that owners, they're like, you should sell these shirts. They were dying laughing or whatever. They actually posted about it and started getting all this, um, a lot of, I guess a lot of people asking about it. And so, uh, she was like, if you decide to sell some, we can sell them in our shop. 
So I, uh, I guess about a month later, she messaged me again and I ordered about a, maybe a 50 or a hundred shirts. I can't remember of the coupons for magical, put them in their shop and they, they sold out pretty quickly. Um, cool. and yeah, it's, it's kind of where it started. Um, not yeah. where it really hit its peak. I think we're going to talk about that here in a little bit, you know, cause that goes back to the give back. So, but, well, uh, so, so part of, and, and Randy's going to got more questions here, David, you know, I, I do where some of this started too. I, I, I do remember us sitting down and you kind of telling me this idea, me being not as creative and a lot slower, uh, minded than you are, um, and creative, I guess, you know, you pull a weird kid in who's young and you put him in an adult body and you call him creative. And, uh, <laughs> that is, exa- that is exactly what you are. You, you uh, it, it's so creative, but you speak to our souls. And, but I remember you, you, uh, you, you, you telling me these like t-shirt ideas and for the life of me, I was like, this going to, Who's gonna buy like who's gonna buy t shirts? You're gonna sell them out of the gas station? I mean that's that's the only you know, when you walk in the gas station and that was the only place where unique shirts were, right? And there'd be five of them in a gas station. Yeah. yeah. And that'd be it. So so when I remember you telling me this a while back and we we're like, Yeah, it's a, that's a cool idea, John. Well it's funny because yeah. you say that in like the first couple of shirts I did, I I had that that van and I would just go meet people at gas stations and, you know, <laughs> and sell them these shirts. Uh, I'd have, a, you know, I went to a couple of art markets, but, uh, and I sold okay. But like the majority of the people, I would just meet them. Um, you know, I remember meeting some, a family that was from Arab that wanted this Tom Petty one that I did years ago, uh, years ago that said, grew up tall, grew up right with them Alabama folk on them Alabama nights. <laughs> and, uh, they were from Arab, so they drove and met me at South Parkway, Lowe's, and I just sat there and got to meet him and talk to him. It was just, you know, it was funny. I got to meet folks, and uh, yeah. and and they bought a shirt for their son, so it was just kind of cool. Funny. <laughs> That's funny. But well, I never got him into some of the gas stations. So I just <laughs> sold him outside of it illegally. One day, <laughs> he one, one day. day. Yeah, I guess I guess part of what I, I've got a question about something, but I I want to do a follow up maybe to this, to this story, John, because like I remember when you were printing those shirts at your house. Like you oh know, gosh, yeah. Maybe maybe you could tell how you kind of went from printing shirts in your house and selling them at gas stations to what's happened now. Yeah, so um, I was, you know, I learned some of those skills. Um, you know, even with the graphics, like I would draw these, I would have these puns on post-its, well then I had to convert it to a graphic. And uh, I was paying people, graphic designers, to... Uh, to convert it to a graphic. And I mean, this, you know, I was just taking this money out of our savings. Kaylee loved it, you know, um, to do this. And so finally one of the graphic designers like Fowler, if you, you know, like look up illustrator and you can teach yourself these things. And so illustrator, YouTube, I cut that, that thing out. And when I learned how to do illustrator, it was, that was game on for Fowler and Fow Wow. Cause I just started making, um, that was not a cuss word. I think that was sound like a beep right then. So if you heard that. <laughs> somebody has an idea. <laughs> so, that was your idea. I mean, it was like hug time. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, we were, uh, you know, taught myself illustrator, taught, took those classes in screen printing. Um, 
And so I started like piecing together screen printing equipment uh, off of Craigslist, Let Go app. Um, and I, <laughs> I was actually screen printing designs in our laundry room. Um, and it was a mess. I would do it after the girls went to bed, uh, which, you know, around 8.39, stay up till 2, listening to like Almond Brothers and have these fumes up in the air. And if they would have probably drug tested me at work, they were like, what is going on here? Because, you know, like I was probably was inhaling all these fumes that I shouldn't have been. <laughs> so, yeah. Not that I was dr doing drugs. I'm just saying like the fumes were probably had some kind of weird stuff in there. And Kelly finally was like, you've got to stop this. You know, it was a mess. And so I found some local screen printers to kind of start helping. But uh, but really what what grew it from doing that in the, the basement um, or the, the laundry room to was when I we finally formed an LLC. Um, um, I guess before that, I would one of the shirts, um, you know, I did I did the keep Huntsville magical did well, you know, it started with the first one with the support local must astronaut did well had baby number one. Then I did Keep Huntsful Magical, um, and then Baby Number Two came along, and which was Lucy, and I kind of hit the brakes again, uh, and then started kind of getting a routine again. I was like, I should do some more shirts, and um, it was kind of around the same time too that uh, you know Doug I mentioned dead that is around when Reader passed away. Um, yeah, it was I was had started doing shirts uh, around that time, and and uh, that was a big time in my life. Uh, just for like faith, you know, like my, my faith and, um, just trying to understand like, you know, the whys and the, what do I really truly believe in? And, um, and like, and if a big thing was with, was grace and, and brokenness. Um, and so, uh, I guess reader passed away. And then a, maybe a couple of years later, uh, we had a, family friend that had, um, and we all struggle with something. I'm, you know, like, but we had someone that was struggling with, you know, had an addiction and, and passed away. And, um, and he was a year older than me and just really clever, funny guy too. Uh, loved his family. Um, but we, we, uh, I was at his funeral at Twickenham, Tom Reynolds, he was part of his way, um, recovery at, and, um, Tom Reynolds was doing the funeral and I'll just never forget like as I was sad and and I just hurt for like you know his family um Tom just had this message of hope and and um and just trusting in in Christ you know like even in our brokenness that um that we either believe this or we don't you know what I mean like we we either believe that yeah. God did cover whatever we're going through like you know or, or we don't and so I was like I believe, <laughs> you know, like in throughout my life, it was like, I thought that I had to do a certain thing to believe. I thought I had to quote, um, scriptures which I, I can't remember anything, you know, but, um, but I can tell you the story of Jesus and what he's done in my life, you know? Right. Um, and I know some of those stories, but what I know more about is myself and what Jesus has done in my life, you know, and what God has done in my life and the bad and the good, you know? And so I'm again, back to this funeral. I was, uh, at the end of it, I was just thinking, man, I need to, like, I'm going to do a shirt that um, brings hope to this world that, uh, like, this, to not to this world, because I definitely am not selling worldwide, but, you know, like, but it really, after I did the shirt, uh, it, it was 
there's shirts now in New Zealand with this with this this design. So um anyway, I was I was uh I was thinking like, man, I want to do a shirt and I started thinking like I want to spread the love of like brokenness um and Christ and you know, I do at one point I thought maybe I should do a shirt that says Jesus loves you. Th- that's for show. And um and I sent that to like you know, Matt Moore, Aubrey, a couple other guys, and they were like, yeah, it's cool, I'd buy one, but they didn't seem too animated or excited about it. And uh, and then also I was like, well, not everybody would wear that, you know. Um, and so I decided, well, um, I do local flavor shirts, uh, Huntsville, started thinking about Huntsville, then I started thinking about Jesus, and the first thing that came to my mind was Egg Beater Jesus, you know, the first Baptist mural. Um, and they always say it's Eggbeater Jesus since the 70s, I think, because he his legs look like a whisk, you know. And so I was like, what if I put design Eggbeater Jesus type shirt and put Huntsville on it? And at the bottom, I ended up doing this one that says Huntsville at top, has Eggbeater Jesus in the middle, and it says whiskey were here. And so um, before I did it, I asked my dad, I was like, dad, uh, like, what do you think I'm about to put, you know, God's son, um, <laughs> on a t-shirt. Um, and with, with egg beater, you know, like whisk legs. And, but then I was like, but I, you know, I want to give back to his way because I was at that funeral and here in Tom, I was like, I want to spread some love. And, uh, and he said, forgiveness is a thing. Right. So, um, I went for it. Uh, I remember some things, Randy. Yeah. You remember yeah. that, right? I did remember that. Yeah. Well, I mean, heck, we we all need to remember that forgiveness yeah. is a thing, you know. Like, Absolutely. and yeah. God is the king of it, you know. Yeah. Um, as long as you just come back to Him, you know. Yeah. Um, so, um, and I think I've mentioned too in the 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 last one that you know, if you think about the mosaic, um, if you get a chance, if you're listening to this, let's look up Eggbeater Jesus Church. It's a roadside America thing, but like, they're mosaics and they're little pieces if you think about it, if you look at those little pieces it reminds me of like life like we all sometimes feel like we're like a broken piece right um and maybe sometimes we feel like we're by ourselves on the ground somewhere or whatever it is you know um but if you think about this mosaic and think about one piece if you're looking at it you're like okay that's whatever but then you start backing up and you're like oh it's surrounded by other mosaics right and there's different colors there's different pieces there's different mosaics that have cracks on them or whatever it is you keep stepping back and then you get to see jesus surrounding all these mosaics and it's a beautiful mural a beautiful mosaic and it's kind of like god and through jesus like has covered all that brokenness and creates something beautiful and i just think there's power in that mural and um and it's just you know so anyway i did i did that shirt um and i bought about I think about a hundred of them. And I think we had, uh, you know, dead got me in touch with the local screen printers. I couldn't do those at the time and, um, did about maybe a hundred shirts, uh, went out of town that weekend with Kaylee and, um, Saturday morning, I can't remember exactly what time it was, but I got a call from university pickers. I used to sell those shirts there. And so I used to sell, I still sell shirts there. I had a booth and I'd put those shirts up there and then I put my logo and then I put, um, on the back of it, I printed out all these little cars that said 100% proceeds will go back to uh, his way, a Christ Center men's recovery. So um, so I get a call Saturday, and this guy was like, hey, 
you got any more of those shirts? And I was like, I was like, what? He was, I was like, I, he was like, yeah, your shirts have all sold out. I got a list behind here. Um, he was like, your thing, your, it went viral, right? And I was like, what are you talking about? So like, I, I looked at social media. We had, I'd wore one of those shirts, um, took a picture, thumbs up, and yeah. and had Egg Beater Jesus in the background, and that, I guess it kind of went viral. It did go viral, <laughs> so um, people saw it, liked it, um, and so that that post that I did, uh, I think it was about three months later, it had um, 85,000 views, about 300 to 400 shares, likes. Um, It was, and it was super just, and I'm not doing that to say like, look what I did. Like that again, like, or like, I don't look at likes and all that stuff. I just, you know, whatever I think that's, but if you look at that and that post, people knew that it was going toward a Christ centered men's recovery. Um, And then that's been our big flagship shirt now. I think there's a reason for that, you know, like I think God, uh, I think God saw like, and knew in my heart what I wanted to do. And, um, and I mentioned it earlier, but like, you know, I reposted and showed everybody like all the statistics on like how many people saw this and all that, like 85,000 views. And that was, there's no telling how many now I've seen it. Um, that was, you know, years ago, but I reposted and I said, you know, God flexed, like he saw like, you know, he, he he didn't have to do that. He doesn't have to, you know, you know, I used to dream or I used to pray for like an, you know, my, uh, what do you call it? Teddy Ruxpin. And like, he doesn't have to give me a Teddy Ruxpin. I didn't get one, but he didn't have to do that. You know, like he, but he, he did. And I think he was, he saw a time in a, in a, a little small town, you know, like small at that point, I guess it's large now, but, and let, um, let, people buy this shirt and it again like i had at one point i had 300 on back order um and i was given 100 percent, you know back to to his way at that t- when it first kicked off and then i've realized like i i think i'm giving all my money away and i like i can't create more shirts if i if i'm giving everything away i still give a, we still give away you know we still give money back to um a, a memorial fund there like every year um and um, but that shirt kind of kicked it off, and that's when I, uh, I I formed a LLC short thereafter with uh, some other folks. So I didn't pull a Willie Nelson and get you know the tax people after us. So. That's probably good. I think yeah, absolutely. He's speaking into this, John, a little bit already with with the story about the egg beater Jesus. But maybe just talk just maybe a little bit more about how you how Falwell impacts the community or how you use it to help others you know in doing good because it's i mean it is somewhat about the money because you got to have money to keep going but it's not about the money I'll oh absolutely think. yeah it's not it i mean it's definitely not about the money for me like i mean i, I mentioned that earlier like, like i was wanting to give everything like away and then when i started forming llc they're like well just think about if you you know if you if you're able to sell more shirts you can give it a more folks and it took me a while to realize that like you can give them more nonprofits, um and so we uh you know we give to his way we've always given to his way since that shirt um a shirt i did after that was one that said i like big spring ducks and i cannot lie and i gave to first stop um and first stop's like a little homeless shelter and there's a story behind that because i thought you know i was at i met a homeless guy down there with kaylee that uh have with when we had Cecilia when she was real young and 
he came over, started talking to us, and you know, I talked to everybody. This homeless guy pulls out like at one point gets so close to Cece or Cece and pulls out her passy and puts it back in. And Kaylee's like looking at me like, "What is happening?" <laughs> but again, that's that's God's creation, you know. And so like we just sat there and formed this relationship with this homeless guy. And so I was like, "I'm a, I'm doing a Big Spring Park shirt. I want to give back to a homeless um, nonprofit." So we gave gave back to them. Um, I mean, back to that whiskey or hair shirt too. Like it was really cool. I was doing this all through email. I didn't have a website or anything. So I was being able to like connect with these people through emails and they would ask me and it was annoying. Well, it was annoying in the time frames. I couldn't keep up with it. This was not a full-time job, but um, I was talking to people and I heard so many people that said that they don't, they're not believers. Right. Um, But they like what I'm doing. And so here, here's, these non-believers um, that are wearing shirts with Jesus on it. Um, now, yes, he's got a beater legs, but it brings up the story of the mosaic and the first Baptist church um, and the brokenness story that I think that now first Baptist really like they, they're doing an amazing job in the community and that's what their big thing is. And they actually like, I was nervous about them and they're now fans of foul. Wow. They've, we've done some, several things with them and they're actually slogan for their, I think youth now is whiskey or here. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of a cool thing. Um, but, uh, but the shirts have been able to like just last year, you know, it's been years since we first kicked off. We gave to his way first stop, um, gave to foster Academy. It was like a, um, it's a, it's a school for, uh, people with autism and, um, and Asperger's. And then we gave to food bank of North Alabama. Um, we did a big thing with agape, like a, you know, did a shirt for them. Um, and kind of like a fundraising shirt. Um, but it's just been really, Oh, Manor house too. They actually, I, I talked to Fran. I was like, or somebody that I know that works with Fran, um, Mary Beth Hill. And, and I was like, what do y'all need? We want to donate to, to Manor house. And they said they, they would need, they're really in need of um, dog and cat food. I never thought they would say that. <laughs> so like that, so I ended up buying, um, I think it was like a thousand dollars worth of dog and cat food in the back of the tundra and brought it over there. Um, another group was uh, first Baptist. And so, you know, really like uh, got to know them really well. And they're just a great team over there doing some great things in the city. And I was like, Hey, we want to donate um, some funds. We we're giving a, you know, thousand dollars different areas. And so, they're doing a local, um, a local Bible study for like people that, that kind of gave up. And that's where my heart is, you know, for people that gave up or people that are, people that are homeless or just kind of seeking in the word. And so I gave them, um, you know, thousand dollars to go toward that because they, they have breakfast or lunch or whatever it is. Um, and so, uh, again, this is not me. Like, please know that this is people that are buying the shirts, you know? Um, so anybody that's bought a shirt, this is where your money's going. And again, non-believers, believers are, are being able to, to be lights to people in the community. And that's kind of what I like about it. You know, um, I, I don't, I really truthfully don't, I don't think money out of this, you know, we have two employees. I actually had to pay last year because of fat wow because in taxes but that's like i guess that's a good thing because we we're making money um i think i bought some bacon before and some coffee but that's about it uh so, <laughs> um it's you know it's just it's fun and it's a it's a way for me to be able to uh be a light in the community through through t-shirts i never thought i'd yeah. be able to to do that and coffee mugs and hats <laughs> and yeah. koozies so and part of it so 
part of this is has has you you said God flexed, you know mm-hmm. that was that was your term in, in in one of the the parts you said earlier. I'm interested to know how through this process you have seen him impact your faith through this. Like as as you've gone through this journey and seen, oh look, we're just giving this this back to this. How's that impacted you personally? And yeah, so, walk and how has your faith walk been in turn impacted what you're doing? For sure. I think, uh, you know, I think the business kind of started when I was, um, you know, it was 2011 ish, somewhere around there. And it was, you know, even then I was kind of, I mean, I was born in 81. And I think that, you know, your faith throughout your life, especially being born in the church, it, it you go through different phases, you know, like you go right. through, Sometimes you're like, well, my faith is in uh, our church or whatever you want to call it. My faith is in, right. um, it is in youth ministry, like whatever it is, you know, like I, I want to go there because there's some, there's a, a hot girl, a hot boy, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever it is you, you show up and, um, and a lot, you know, I think for years, I think a lot of people are, are similar to me. They, they kind of are riding the faith of their parents and they're going to, they're going inside this building that we call churches, you know, cause I don't really call buildings churches i think you know i don't call the church churches these buildings i think they're buildings the church are the people you know and that's my faith now you know i used to think it was a i used to think it was a building with a steeple with a sign in front of it right and um i think we got that wrong i think it's the people and the people are non-believers and the people are believers and the people are broken um and so uh anyway i was kind of felt like i was just riding the faith of my mom and dad and maybe i just kind of ski into heaven through them you know because they're just great great people they're broken but they're great people you know and so uh i i guess you know around the time of um when i started this t-shirts uh in my mind i was like you know it'd be cool to be able to give back and 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 that was also you know with with everything happening with with reader and with and with um with jeff you know um, we all, we all, you know, I started realizing, I'm like, we're all struggling. We're all broken. Um, yeah. and you know, no one's higher up. There's, you know, everybody's the, you know, no one's higher up than anybody, you know? And I think that my, um, my faith was more of wanting to help those that gave up. Cause I met so many people, um, I had this conversation with, um, actually three people from the Mayfair, right? Three guys from Mayfair that, two of them were um were they now are atheists right um and this was when i was 33 and one of them was uh agnostic right and i started having this conversation with them they started somehow we got on talking about you know church and 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 i just listened with my ears a lot of times people want to like listen and talk with their mouths <laughs> you right. know and um and so i listened to them and i'm like and I let them talk and I, and I just was like, you know, I, I really, uh, it made me sad that they'd given up. But when I started talking about Jesus, they're like, well, we like Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's, yeah. that's what the church is. Like, you know, but I think what their mindset is, it became this building with a sign in front of it that, that, that fed the people inside and they forgot about the people on the outside, you know, um, that's what their thoughts were. I'm not saying that that happens, uh, but I think some churches it does. Um, and so, yeah. And so I was like, man, that hurts, you know, because like, I went back to my car. And I'm 33 and I'm crying in my car because I just felt for him. Um, and actually, there's just some powerful like movement 
after that event to where God worked and it was just the coolest thing ever. But, uh, um, anyway, I, I, uh, I, I had a heart for people that gave up. Cause I think in our lives, I think all of us we're, we're lying. If we don't say we're unsure at some points in our life, you know, like what, what does this mean to me or why does this happen or whatever it is, you know? Um, but, um, but I think I was, I had a heart for the broken and people that gave up, uh, and I think a lot of it is just listening and trying to, um, trying to show and, and walk the walk and talk, you know, walk the talk, talk the walk, whatever, you know, I think that's, you know, I mentioned that, um, they'll know we're Christians by our love. It's not, they'll know we're a Christian by our, our building or by our signs or by our, um, or by our many deeds we're doing, you know, like, um, it's by our love and, and love, love to me is listening and, and, um, love to me is, is, is just trying to be there for whoever it is like broken or non-broken. Yeah. Um, you know, or we're all broken, but my believers are non-believers. Um, and so I think I get to do that with my, actually my current job here. Um, and even my job, you know, with, with foul wow, I think it's, I try to, I'm broken and I'm open about it. I let people know I struggle. Right. And I think you're breaking those barriers down when a church a church says, Hey, we know we're all broken. Like, man, you're like, Oh, good. Like, I'm broken. You know, if you get this relief, you're all, you're, but if you go in there and you think it has to be a certain way and you, you know, I mentioned in the last, last time we did this, that like at work, the work I have now, we have uh, a legal team and um, internal audit and people are terrified of them because they're like, man, when they come in here, like, um, like, I hope that I did this right. I hope I did this right. And I hope I, you know, cross my T's and dot my I's. I got it right that time. And, and, you know, like at, at, we think this way and we're so stressed. And so like, people are just going to give up, like, okay, forget it. It's not for me because I can't do everything that, that you're asking from me. And really all they're asking for is you to like, believe, like open up your heart, love others, love your neighbor as yourself. Like, love believe in christ you know like and everything else is taken care of you know like and i think that it's that easy um and i just i pray for my kids to have a you know they're and everybody just to know that like um no matter what you've been through no matter how small you know you feel or you know things that you've done um in your life that, and you don't know why, you know, like why, why you're going through these things, just know that everything's taken care of, you know, God loves you. Um, and, and he sent his son to, to die for you, you know, and I, that's, even if I always tell the story, I'm sorry, I'm talking, I'm getting on a tangent, but like, I always say this, like, we know that Jesus lives, right? I mean, even like, there's all this evidence that, this guy named right. Jesus lived. Right. Um, well, think about all the evidence that they, he was alive. Let's just say no matter what, if we didn't, even if people that don't believe that he's Christ's son, like they know that Jesus lived. Think about that, that like there was a guy that walked this earth that um, loved everyone so much that he just died for it. You know what I mean? What kind of story is that? But then when that is like God, when you believe that God, that's God's son, and that, and that, he, when he died, because he died a horrible death, like for my, for me, like man, that's a another relief. 
you know like i just think that's a i don't know i just think it's i get chills thinking about it you know <laughs> one thing i really appreciate about you john and i, I have told you this before is just you're authentic and real and if that means broken then that means broken if that means put together that means put together it doesn't matter and you love people that way and so i think I think what you've done and how you've given back to the community and how that's given back to you, I think that is the body of Christ. I think that is what community is. Um, and I, I appreciate you sharing that part. I'm sure mm-hmm. that's, that's very helpful. Yeah, I was, we weren't really sure going the second time around how this would all uh, play out. But, I, John, I just appreciate, because um, I love you as a father, but, um, but I love I, you too. I appreciate you're, you're being so honest and sharing your faith. I think, you know, what we want to get out of this podcast or these series of podcasts is just listen to people's stories and see how they intersect with their faith. Um, maybe inspire others about it. I, I just, oh, you know, Doug and I want to thank you for sharing your story with us in this podcast today. Again, hey, no problem. Yeah. And, and uh, we just uh, appreciate all, all that you do. Well, we love what you're doing. I think that, like, this is, I think we, I've talked to Doug about this, but I think this is what people need to hear. People's testimonies. I think we're walking, we're walking like, um, I know it sounds, sounds kind of weird, but I feel like we're walking, uh, chapters of the new Testament. You know what I mean? (laughs) We're walking like we, we have these stories and, um, and God uses broken, God used every person in the Bible is broken, you know? And, and I think we try to think we have to be perfect and that, and that, you know, but we're, God's already done the perfectness, you know, like he's done that, that there's no need to worry about being perfect. Like we're, right. you know, and I, and it's tough for me growing up as dad's a minister and growing up going to church. Like, so I can only imagine for people that, um, that haven't grown up around loving people. Um, and all they see is like some negativity occasionally from folks that are, <laughs> that sure. go to church, you know, sure. go to a building. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm just glad you are doing this. I think it's, um, you know, I always thought maybe I couldn't be a minister, like, you know, because I was like, I want to do these things and these things and these things. And I, I, and I think there's a lot of stress on, on ministers, but I think we need to know as non-ministers that we're ministers still, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my daughters are ministers and my wife is a minister, like with her job, you know, and we're all, we're all, we're, we're lights as this light comes in right now on me, you know, (laughs) and like, I'm not doing that. God's just shining it on me. You know, I don't have to do anything. (laughs) Yeah, That that is the big thing. I mean, you just mentioned exactly, especially in this series, what we've wanted to talk about. And that, that, that big thing is we all have different jobs. We all have different things we do. I mentioned this first, you know, if you like to, even if you, even if it's something you like to do, like that's not your job. I like to plant plants. All right, cool. How do you connect with the people that you're learning about the plants with? How do you, and and what's so beautiful about your story and how God is using these T-shirts to impact the community is that's what we're called to do. We're called into the community to be His light. Like we are we are bringing that light for Jesus in the community. We don't have to go in there and say, look, here's scripture verse. Here's how we walk it down. You know, I've got all these things memorized. No, it's just, Hey, you're a person and you touch my kid's pacifier and you put it back in their mouth. And your hands are dirty, <laughs> but I'm still going to love you. Yeah. You know, that, 
is Jesus. And I hope that if anybody's, uh, if anybody ever does listen to this, who knows? But if they are listening, they'll take that and be like, that's me. I don't care what it is. It doesn't, you know, I, I like, who would have thought we'd interview somebody about t-shirts, right? Yeah, or board games. That's the first one we did. So it's, <laughs> it's one of those things that, um, God can be at work through anything. We just have to let him. So I appreciate you coming on here and sharing that. Um, yeah. and man, you're, you're a blessing to me and, and my family. Um, hey, same here. And I decide and to our listeners, you know, uh, wherever you're at, thank you for joining us to hear this episode of unbroken jars. And, and our hope is that you're blessed by this episode as much as we were, uh, and that you'll join us for future episodes. And we'd love to hear feedback from you regarding, uh, unbroken jars. Please understand that our goal is always to honor God by the experiences of real life stories and real faith that you hear on this podcast. May God bless your life as you live out your story of real faith in your own settings.